Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome once again to the Demonland uh, podcast. My name is Andy, and with me again, my co-host, Grapeviney. Good evening. Oh, Demonland. Uh, well, well, wait. You might want to uh, say that again. For some reason, I had um, I had your channel on mute, uh, so I apologise for that. Uh, there's probably plenty of listeners that uh, wish it would stay that way. But uh, <laughs> good evening, Andy, and good evening to the Demonlanders out there. Yes, um, and uh, once again, uh, we're we're happy little campers. Um, we had a pretty impressive. Uh, win on the weekend and uh, you know whenever we have a win it makes me happy and I'm sure it makes you and uh, the rest of Demonland happy. Yeah yeah arguably the best win in a long long time uh, there's but we've had a few good wins in recent years Geelong at Cardinia Park in 2015 uh, the Hawthorne game last year um, uh, and the, you know the Adelaide uh, the yes. Adelaide game this year but this is probably the best four-quarter effort that we've seen, uh, well, going back to perhaps the Danaher years. Um, the Geelong game was a four-quarter effort. That went out at, yep. uh, at Cardinia Park. But this was at a higher um, higher level of intensity and pressure. And I thought, uh, yeah, we, we just acquitted ourselves superbly. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly this year it was our first uh, four-quarter effort, Um we even the Adelaide game. I don't think we uh, played a full four quarters. We had a, a period in the second quarter where we went to sleep for about fifteen minutes. Uh, but this this game was uh, four quarters of um, of the demons awake, and uh, we showed what we can do to a quality opposition. Um, admittedly, they've had a bit of a bit of a form slump, but they're still pretty much um, the premiership team, pretty much intact. Um, so yeah. Yeah, look, it's hard to play four quarters every week. Yep. Very few sides are doing it. We're seeing sort of uh, seeing form fluctuations within games and then from week to week. So, um, look, it's good that we finally saw it. It's taken a little, you know, it's been a, a little while coming. Um, and hopefully we're just going to see sort of more and more of that consistency because uh, clearly when we bring our A game, um we are very, very uh, difficult opposition to play against. Well, um, for for us, that four-quarter effort, that it was a big thing for us to do that because this year not playing four quarters and going to sleep for half a quarter or a quarter has cost us games um, at the end of the day. We've lost two, three, four games because we haven't been able to bring our A game, as you said, uh, to every quarter and um, we really did this week and we showed when we can, when we do that, it's a very difficult brand of football. The coach talks about a brand of football, and it it's a very difficult brand uh, for oppositions to beat. The brand is clearly we know what it is, don't we? Like it's we've seen it on display um, in sort of most games this year, and it's a great brand. It's really attractive footy. Um, everyone loves um, bone crunching tackles. Desperate smothers, which we saw in abundance, uh, particularly early against the dogs, yeah. and that fast, reflexive um, slingshot footy when you get the ball on the break or from a, a turnover. Um, so uh, exciting times um, to you know to bastardise a phrase from the prime minister. It's never been um, <laughs> a more exciting time to be a demon supporter. 
It's a great time to be alive, certainly. Um, we're going to talk more about that this game, um, uh, most definitely. And we do have shortly, we'll be taking us uh, in about five minutes, taking a break, bringing on our very special guest, um, uh, Cheer Squad and Demon Army leader, Sophie Gaylor. Is, do I have her name right? Um, yep. Um, and we'll be bringing her on. It'll be great to talk to her, um, sort of get... The, you know, the perspective from, from the cheer squad, you know, sort of the people that are there week in, week out, through thick and thin. Um, so that'd be nice to talk to. Yeah, talk I'm to curious to ask her about, and I mean this seriously, about how hard it was during those dark years um, because the cheer squad needs to keep up the front. They have to still pretend that, you know, yeah, that they, everything's okay and they can't keep smiling to they, some extent. So. They can't leave at three-quarter time. <laughs> and they can't leave at three-quarter time, so... Um, and look, also curious just to see how much work goes on behind the scenes because yeah. we obviously see the front end of it. Um, and you and I spent a bit of time in the cheer squad a number of years ago, and we only did the glamorous things, yeah. such as bringing the banner out onto the ground. But a lot of work goes on um, during the week, um, and uh, you know, probably especially so in a, a match um, interstate like we do this week. So looking forward to having having so fun, but I was going to, um, I was going to send you an Instagram message just before we came on with a selfie um, and tag you in and just say, are you ready, Andy Demonland? Um, and because it obviously worked for Tommy Bug on the weekend, so I thought, yeah, well, you know, I'll try and rattle your cage <laughs> and just throw you off your game a little bit before we come on air. Well, I, I didn't actually look at uh, Instagram before that, and so <laughs> you would have failed in your attempts. Um, but yeah, I was going to bring this up before we bring in um, Sophie. Um, social media wars. Um, what do you think of that? Uh, you know, storming a teacup or, you know, psychological warfare? Uh, I didn't... Look, it was a big storm in a teacup, but I didn't like it when I saw it. Mm. Uh, I saw it pre-game um, on the way to the ground and I thought it was stupid. And it can only have... You can't get anything positive out of that. Um, it can only bounce back on you. Um, look, to, to Tommy's credit, he played a great game Um he certainly backed up his words with actions, but, you know, he would have looked like um, a deal had we lost. Mm -hmm. He would have looked like a deal if he'd played poorly um, or particularly if Johannesson had had a great game. Now, yeah. look, none of that happened in the end, but I just don't know what's to be gained out of it. I like the fact, and I agree with the fact that it's good to see personality mm -hmm. and not have robots, but uh, I just think this can bounce back on you. Um, you know, it can uh, cause motivation in the other mob that might not otherwise be there. So yeah. why even risk the 1% chance that it, uh, that it might bounce back on you? Yeah, I, I sort of agree. I think there's, there's more to lose from it than to gain. Um, however, it seemed um, uh, fill-in captain Eastern Wood seemed to be affected the most by it, and he sort of came out all guns blazing. And I don't know if uh, he just, he sort of had a bit of a shocker of a game. He was dropping marks. He was, um, you know, he was getting angry. He gave away a, an extra goal. Um, you know, he got sucked in by it, it seems. so. Uh, they all got sucked in, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, they ended up, yeah, as you say, giving away the free kick and the goal. So, yeah, Tommy Bug won, Western Bulldog zero. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Probably I thought it was one. funny listening to Simon Goodwin uh, during his press conference when he was asked about it and he said, you know, it's all 
social media is all new. Well, it's foreign to them. He, he sort of said he doesn't understand yeah. it. And I, but can... I just thought, well, thank God he's up to date on other things because social media has <laughs> been around for a little while, goody. So perhaps uh, perhaps he can get an account himself and that way uh, maybe keep an eye on the boys. But um, I noticed in Jack Watts's post-match interview, he said that they got, quote-unquote, a little talking to um, after the game. So it's clear that um, the coaching... Uh, the uh, football department didn't like it either. Yeah, uh, look, I um, just I, I'd prefer that our football does the talking. Um, you know, uh, psychological warfare. I don't think we we need we need to do it. I think let's let our football do the talking. And uh, you know, I don't I don't think that we won because of of that uh, that that tweet or Instagram post. Um, I think we won because you know we showed our football. On the, on the day, you know, we didn't have to uh, resort to that type of stuff. Yeah, and look, we haven't achieved anything yet. It's different, you yeah. know, when you're Geelong and you've won two premierships and you beat a belt aside by 186 points and you can close your eyes and pretend to be bored when you're singing the <laughs> yeah. the song. But, um, you know, no, we haven't. we've got a got a, a, a huge mountain to climb well, still. So. I, before we bring Sophie on, uh, I, just, I was sitting behind the goals above the, where the cheer squad uh, sits and next to me, there were a couple of Melbourne supporters absolutely all day, just giving it to Stringer all day. And there were some Bulldog supporters sitting near me who just obviously got sick of it towards the end of the game. And one of the Melbourne supporters said something like, oh, Stringer, you're, uh, you, you can't, you know, you, you're so slow, you can't run. I can't remember exactly uh, what he said, but uh, uh, the Bulldog supporter just turns around to this guy and goes, He's just slow because the uh, premiership medallion around his neck is weighing him down. <laughs> just, yeah. You know, it's like... He had a shocker. Yeah. Um, stringer, so... Uh, yeah, he had an absolute shocker. Yeah. So, very forgettable game for him. Yeah. We should send our greetings out to Ethan Tremblay, who's listening in from Perth. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe he knows some... Some uh, local knowledge there, over there, uh, ahead of this week's game, and can uh, can offer up some insights into what the demons can expect on Saturday night. Yeah, well, we'll open up later. We'll open up the uh, phone lines zero three nine zero one six three triple six, or Skype us on Demonland thirty one. Uh, we're going to take a break in a moment and bring in Sophie uh, to have a chat. Um, but also, uh, anyone listening live, and I know there are quite a number of people, listeners, over 60 people at the moment listening live. If you're listening live, we do have a chat room at demonland.com slash podcast. Feel free to join us in that chat. Uh, if you are a member of Demonland and have an account, you can um, you can log in and uh, type in anything you want. You can ask us questions. We may be able to uh, ask Sophie some of them or um, just generally just um, chat with us during the show. So, um, yeah, we're going to take a break now, put on some music and uh, we'll bring in um, we'll bring in Sophie so we'll be back in a moment uh, we've got a very special guest tonight Sophie Gaylor has been involved with the cheer squad for nearly 30 years and uh, it's a role that requires an incredible commitment of time energy effort and money um, a contribution that was recognized by the club last year when she was the joint winner uh, of the volunteer of the year award at the Melbourne Football Club uh, so there's a lot more work that goes on into being a part of the cheer squad than just making the banner, and she's here to tell us all about it. Welcome to the Demonland podcast, Sophie Gaylor. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. 
Now, so if I've got a bit of a confession to make, um, a, a dark <laughs> secret ominous. that I've been holding on to for a while now, uh, back in the early 90s when the cheer squad sat in the red seats and you yeah. guys used to hand out, uh, much as you do now, I'm sure, flags to all the Demon supporters sitting in the area. I see where this is going. <laughs> we were meant to hand those flags back at the end of the game. Um, How many of them one... do you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's a bit tattered um, and it's in a bit of a decrepit state. And uh, look, I honestly can't remember now whether it was intentional um, or uh, or inadvertent, but it is still at home. And um, I should say on the plus side that uh, my niece and nephew like to pretend it's a banner, so I hold it on its side and they run through and they pretend that they're running out through the uh, Melbourne banner. So um, it is being put to good use. You're not going to report my theft to the cops, are you, or to the club? Oh. We, we've lost a lot of equipment lately. Someone out there has got a life-size a life size cutout of uh, Nathan Jones that they might want to hand back sometime soon. But, no, your, your flag from the 90s is fine. I think it's a Tui's blue one from memory, so... Uh, <laughs> Not Snowy it's, Mountain uh, or something. <laughs> it's more than worn out, it's welcome. <laughs> so, Sophie, um, we'll, we'll talk to you more about the match day uh, in a moment, but uh, can you take us through a typical week uh, for the cheer squad? Because a lot more is happening behind the scenes um, than what we see, us in the, the rest of the crowd. Um, what's been on your plate this week, for example? Um, well, this week's been probably one of our more busy ones. Um, we've had a game at Eddie Had, which involves trying to allocate 250 tickets to over 550 Demon Army members. Wow. Um, yeah, thanks, Eddie Had. Um, <laughs> we've also uh, got ticketing for this week's game over in Perth. Um, we've had to coordinate people to represent the group on the footy show tonight and also to help film a separate segment for the footy show with Sam Newman. Um, I think then we've got a gathering on Saturday night that we're coordinating at the new club sponsor, the Sporting Globe. Uh, and then there's just the normal weekly stuff, the wording for the run-through, the weekly email update, social media, fundraising, that sort of thing. Um, we make the banner tomorrow night, um, so that's a couple of hours. And so, yeah, it works out to be, I think, a couple of hours a day plus run-through plus match day. How does the banner get over to Perth? Uh, they, they actually uh, roll it up into a little square and uh, take it on as, as luggage. It, it only weighs about 10 kilos when it's all folded up. Um, there you go. It goes on, wrapped in plastic. We've taken it on as hand luggage before, um, but, yeah, it's, it folds down pretty small. Um, and just another quick question arising out of uh, out of your answer there. What do yeah. you do when you've got 500 Demon Army members and only 250 seats at uh, at our new fortress, um, <laughs> as we're referring yeah, it to? What, other than flirt outrageously with Eddie Had security and get as many extra people <laughs> in as possible. Um, look, we, we're very creative with our seating, um, but yeah, Eddie Had don't come really come to the party. Uh, as far as cheer squads are concerned, uh, it's slightly better with some clubs than others, but it's a it's a real battle. Um, so yeah, we we get creative. What's the difference with the MCG? How many extra do you get there? Well, unless it's a reserved seating game, we can pretty much have anyone in our area that we want. Um, the only proviso is that they're not blind drunk and uh, <laughs> and that they're not wearing opposition colours. So match day will let anyone in, but Eddie had we have to. Um, be a bit more strategic. 
Um, take it. What happens on match day? Take us through a typical match day at the MCG. Oh. When do you all meet? Let and... me paint you a picture. <laughs> um, well, for me, match day is a little bit more cruisy than some others. Um, I do most of the stuff that I do during the week, so match day for me is a is a three year old and a glass of wine. Um, but for for others, for example, Suzanne. Hang on, is the three year old the one drinking the glass of wine? <laughs> no, no, no. He's become a Melbourne supporter at a good time. If he was a five year old, he'd be on the booze. Um, but yeah, uh, Suzanne uh, coordinates the match day stuff, and uh, so she's there normally a couple of hours before the gates open. Uh, she coordinates the crew going out on the ground with the banner, puts it on the poles, gets all the equipment set up. Um, Ryan, who's my other partner in crime there, distributes the equipment, leads all the the chanting. So it, it makes for a pretty long day uh, for those guys. Um, but, yeah, I, as I said, I do most of the stuff that I do behind the scenes and not on match day. So... Um, uh... You've been with the cheer squad for close to 30 years, and we estimate that that's like 600-plus banners you've worked on. Uh, You'd get less for murder, wouldn't you? <laughs> what are some of your favourite banners from over the years? Um, and is it a group effort, you know, who comes up with it, or do you have someone who's, um, who's got some special wit um, from the Demon <laughs> Army who comes up with most of them? I don't know them. about special wit, but... Um, Normally, um, normally I've been doing well. I've been doing the wording for it now for three or four years. Um, if other people have good ideas, they throw them at me. Um, but it's been a pretty hard time, I, particularly 2012 to 2014. It's been pretty hard to sort of write positive and uplifting statements um, when the, the team performance on the ground was just just so woeful in in places. So. Um, it's sort of a joint effort, um, certainly the construction of it. We have about 25 regulars who turn up every week to make it. We've got uh, a guy called Tom who is an absolute genius at putting these things together. So, um, yeah, we, we've got a good team effort, but I've been responsible for most of the, the words um, over the past sort of three or four years. Um, yeah, as for the favourite ones, um, you know, I, I kind of liked it back in the sort of 80s and 90s when we were allowed to be a little bit more edgy, um, slightly more arrogant. Um, these days you need club approval and, oh, really? and we're not going down the bulldog's path of yeah. Uh, yeah. using the banners to slate the opposition. Um, but there was there was a couple. There was one at Football Park in Adelaide where we had a, a giant picture of Bart Simpson and it said, we're the Melbourne Demons, who the hell are you? And <laughs> the boos are still resonating in my ears from that one. Um we had a one that I think our objective first beat Footscray and then worry about the good sides. That was that went down well. <laughs> uh, and and uh, another significant one for me was um, one in '96 that was um, about to make a final surge. So go to hell, we won't merge. Um, which they didn't let us hold up, so we went into the top deck of the southern stand and held it up there instead. I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah, happy days, hey. Yeah. Um, the I, th- I don't know who put it out, but there was actually a banner book released. Um, look, it would have been maybe early nineties, perhaps mid nineties. Um, that had 80s. a sorry. <laughs> I think it was late eighties. Late eighties. There's a yeah. few in there that I love: uh, Demon Desperation, Demon Desire, Watch as We Set the MCG on Fire. <laughs> um, but some of those banners, as you say, in the late eighties, um, were just enormous, and the 
not that the not that work doesn't go into them now, but they were just so elaborate that um, yeah. they would have just taken so much time. Yeah, I think. I mean, there are some cheer squads that still um, paint their letters by hand wow. and are up till all hours of the night, hair drying their banners dry. <laughs> so um, we'd like to think we've come on a little way from that, but um, yeah, it's it's still quite a lot of work for thirty seconds of glory. Well, uh, Bin Man in the chat room has just asked a question that is AFL the only major sport that has banners and cheer squads? Um, uh, Certainly the banners, to the best of my knowledge. Um, I I don't know of any other sport where they're used as as an introduction to the side. I mean, the the Storm do it for Melbourne, but um, I think that's just because it's a a Victorian Victorian thing. thing. Uh, we've got another question in the chat room um, uh, from a uh, listener over in Perth now, but he remembers as a kid in the 90s seeing a blonde-haired fellow wearing a robe um, at every game <laughs> amongst the cheer squad. Is he still around? Has he ditched the robe, or do you know who that refers I to? I think who was in, the, in a robe in blonde hair. It, I mean, anything's possible. It could be Ryan, uh, who is, is still around. There's some pretty awful photos of him going around, but... Uh, <laughs> anyone who ever wore a robe. Was he the guy in the blue jumper with number 45 on the back? Oh, no, that's so Hocko. No. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, that was Hocko. Yeah. Next question. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, look, one of the, one of the recent additions um, to your armoury has been the bullseye. Um, I think Jesse hit it against GWS in the last round at Eddie had in 2.15, right on the three-quarter time siren. And I've got a uh, feeling Tom yeah. McDonald might have come close on the weekend also after the yeah. three-quarter time uh, siren. Who else has been on or around the mark? Oh, I think it's great that you guys actually pay attention to those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a goal-kicking aid, isn't it? Well, sometimes uh, I think we've only had half a dozen people who've hit it, so maybe it's not, it's not that much of an aid. Um, Tommy Mack certainly hit it on the weekend and got it right in the middle, and I think he's the only one who's actually hit the bullseye. Um, but, yeah, you're right, uh, Jesse Hogan did it. Um, Matt Jones, I think, uh, Nathan Jones, uh, Jeff Garlett did it against Richmond, and Cam Pedersen, I think, and I think that's it. Well, Jeffy's probably would have been from the square, wouldn't it? So <laughs> yeah. he's probably he's probably doesn't count. Yeah, blindfolded and on the wrong foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Whose whose idea was it to uh, introduce the um, the Pac Man ghosts? Because that's my daughter, that's my daughter's favourite. <laughs> oh, great! Um, look, Ryan Sinclair has um, probably a million ideas, and one in every sort of thousand is is perfect. And the rest of them are sort of a bit left of centre and a bit wild and a bit wacky. But he loved the idea of a giant Max Gorn Pac-Man chasing the red and blue ghosts. And it, we were going to use it as sort of a uh, something to put off the opposition as they kicked for goal, along with those big, whirly uh, hypno-discs. But, um, yeah, Ryan's responsible for those, those Pac-Men um, and the ghosts. I'm glad someone likes it. That's great. <laughs> So uh, both uh, both Grapeviney and I were um, we were cheer squad members, as he mentioned, um, 
in the late 80s and early 90s. And uh, one of our favourite aspects of our role was the thrill of being out on the ground uh, pre-match yeah. and the atmosphere when the boys ran out. Uh, do you still get a thrill? Uh, is it something uh, or is that something that only attracts sort of the younger supporters? To be honest, I, I only go out on the ground once a year these days. Um, it's one of those things, so many people get so much pleasure out of being out there and get so excited about it. And I, I really, it, it really doesn't get me that excited anymore. <laughs> I'd rather make sure that everything behind the goals is going okay and try and chase a three-year-old child up and down <laughs> M3. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I think if we make finals, I shall be stampeding over people to get out <laughs> there. But at the moment, I'm quite content to sit back and, and let other people have a go. You said you've got a, a, is about 500 members in the Demon Army? Five, I think we're 560 now. What's the, is there a typical profile of a sort of your, your typical cheer squad member or does it cut across all ages and genders and you've got, you've got really people mixed. from all over the place there? Yeah, look, we've, um, we've got, I think it's very hard to say we've got a typical cheer squad member these days. I think we all come from different backgrounds all nationalities. We've got a, a, a really wide range of ages. Um, for example, we've got uh, a new baby called um, Xavier Anderton, who I think is two months old, who's a member. And at the other end of the scale, we've got Auntie Margaret in her mid-80s. Wow. Um, so we, we've got a real cross-section of people. Um, we've got a drinking squad. We've got the young kids. We've got the families. We've got just normal sort of everyday people who on the weekend turn into rabid, one-eyed demon supporters. Has it been hard um, in the last 10 years to attract new people into the cheer squad, um, considering the poor form, um, well, not in the last couple of years, but the, the previous seven or eight years before then uh, when we were really playing some terrible football? Look, it's a good question. We, um, we were invited to take over the running of it and run it as a professional business from 2013. Um, and I think the, the way that we've looked at it mainly is to, to make it good fun regardless of the football um, because there have been games where all you could do was sit back and have a laugh and yeah. down as many beers as you could at <laughs> halftime. Like, really, it was, it was hard work. Uh, these days we've got people who actually are keen to join in and we don't have to work at it quite so hard. But, yeah, 2013 and 14 were, were were pretty tricky. I think we were coming off a base of about 240 members in 2012 um, and it, it was it was getting really hard to sort of get people enthusiastic about coming to the football and get people wanting to volunteer more and more of their time. Um, but, yeah, as I said, this year we've, we've been inundated with people offering to help and, yeah, it's just wonderful. One of one of the guys in the chat room has just asked, uh, do the Deben Army have anything to do with the cheer squads of the other clubs? Is there any interaction at all? Um, look, they have a cheer squad league which meet uh, once a month that we sort of go to those meetings, but we we operate quite differently from a number of cheer squads. Some of them operate the same, but um, a lot of them are managed by the club, um, whereas we sort of take guidance from the club and um, and get certain things approved, but we're pretty much allowed to sort of run free um, now that we've proved that we're relatively trustworthy. <laughs> um, I know we, we deal with Richmond, obviously, for the, um, Anz the um, Anzac yeah. Eve banner. Yep. Um, we've got good friends at GWS. Um, we've got good friends at Geelong, um, but we tend to operate 
pretty much by ourselves. That said, if, if we, we're out on the ground and we see that there's a problem with the opposition's banner, we tend to go over and help. And there's still a bit of a chat in the breezeway while you're waiting to go out on the ground. So, yeah, we play nicely. Very good. Uh, as uh, we talked about earlier, the cheer squad used to be located uh, at about half forward in the northern stand in the red seats. Uh, you now, <laughs> I know. You now sit behind the goals, uh, which are not great seats for a good view of what's happening on the yeah. other side of the ground. Is that just one of the sacrifices you make when you sign on? And, yeah, I mean, you, as I can hear from your voice, you obviously miss those red seats. Yeah, we all do, I think. Subject. Yeah. <laughs> Look, a number of people in our group would give just about anything to be back in those old red seats, um, me included. Um, I don't know. You, you just remember the, the days where there was a wall of red and blue mm-hmm. on that wing. Yep. Um, so I know that having cheer squads behind the goals is great for television, but you're right. It, it's not a great view. Um, yeah, it's one of those sacrifices we make. We get, get a rubbish view and we're in a dry area. So, Yeah. <laughs> Um, what sort of interaction do you have with the players? Um, and is it hard when you, if you know them on a personal level, which I'd imagine some of them you do, um, to when you're watching to sort of to be critical of them? Are you, are you effectively foregoing your rights, your normal rights as a supporter, <laughs> as a supporter, to give players grief if they're putting in a stinker? Look, um, personally, I, I don't have that much interaction with the current players um they're always lovely if i see them but i I tend to stay away i get that awkward sort of part groupie part cougar kind of feeling um (laughs) makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable um you you can note that i don't have the same reservations about players from the late 80s and early 90s i saw your Uh, comments on social media today (laughs) (laughs) oh poor Stephen stretch he'll be there minding his own business and watching his son play you used to be a fan of john howard if i'm um, if I'm not oh, mistaken. He's a, he's a Is that right? Bloke. Yeah, he was my best friend's boyfriend for a, for a long time. So, yeah. Isn't it amazing the things that you remember? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I'd retain like something trap. like that, but there you go. <laughs> um, I mean, our, our current players, they're, they're fabulous towards our group. They really are. They'll always acknowledge the people who are doing the work. And I, I've never heard of anyone being snubbed or, or told to bugger off or anything like that. So, yeah, they're pretty good, but um, I, I tend to, to sort of keep my distance. Um, with regards to criticising players, look, I'll, I'll be honest, it, it was tricky for a few of those years when we were just so bad <laughs> on the field. Um, yep. And it was quite hard trying to be positive with the, the run-through slogans and that sort of stuff. Um, you don't want to encourage people to take their toasters in the bath, but it was it was hard to sort of be upbeat and and, and positive through that period. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think most of our core group continued to rapidly support the club in public and then just sobbed and whinged <laughs> in private. So yeah, I think that's the, the role of the group. Um, you, you've mentioned, uh, Stephen Stretch, uh, and you know, you've seen hundreds of players come and go over the years. Um, who were your favourites over that time? You know, you can give us a top three or a top five. I think I saw favorite, you list a few today. The favourite to watch or the uh, the favourite to adore from afar? Well, you can you can give us either. You choose. <laughs> okay. uh, the the favourite to watch is probably safest. Um, Alan Jakovic is no. is right up there. You, you could only have wished that he could have played for ten years. Yep. Uh, yeah. 
and yeah, if anyone knows where he is and can get him to one of our functions. <laughs> or on the Demonland podcast. <laughs> or on the Demonland. <laughs> I would love to. A reliable source told me that he was on a trawler somewhere uh, we've, up we've there all in heard, North Coast. We've all heard we've that. We've all uh, heard the trawler story, yeah. <laughs> I got mine from Mike Sheehan. Where'd you get yours okay, from? Okay, no, that's, that's, uh, we just got it off Demonland, which means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Alan Jakovic, um, probably Gary Lyon, um, David Neitz was just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nathan Jones, I, I still don't understand how he's just kept going at that same level for for so long now um, and Brad Green I, I yeah. always enjoyed watching him and and that sort of the taking comfort in the fact that he so rarely missed a shot for goal um, yeah I, I really loved I really loved those guys but um yeah the, the favorites to support I think you could say probably say Matthew Phoebe five times <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah uh, that Stephen Stretch is I, I loved watching him play and he's such a nice guy and and I like Darren Bennett um, and Schwarter and, and Jack Watts is my uh, my current favourite. Is that another goal-kicking thing? Watts, he gets it and you just know it's, uh, you know it's going through? No, look, to be honest, I, I felt really sorry for him and the pressure that was put on him when yeah. he first started. And I think that was the first player I ever felt maternal towards. <laughs> I, was, I was quite protective of Jack Watts and... Uh, and a couple of my friends, have, we stood up and said, get your hands off our boy or something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, we're very protective of him. So I just I just wanted him to, to shine and um, and knew that one day everyone would see that he was a, he was amazing and get off his bloody back. Good. Uh, well, he shined. Uh... Uh, he shone on the big stage um, yeah. a couple of weeks ago and, and backed it up with another good game on the weekend. So, um, How many times good have you watched see. the Collingwood goal? Sorry? How many times have you watched the Collingwood goal? Too, too <laughs> many to count. pretty much on endless repeat, <laughs> either on the TV, the computer or the phone. But, um, uh, yeah, it's it's um, I like it with the 3AW commentary over the top, which we played a few times last week during the uh, during the um, podcast, and uh, has been all over Demonland. So, yeah, happy days. Yeah, uh, Tommy Tommy Bug seems to be the current number one target of the cheer squad's affections. Um, how did that come about, and what did you think of the pre-game banter um, on Instagram with uh, with JJ? And the, oh, the the media hullabaloo which followed. <laughs> hullabaloo. Um, I think um, we were introduced to Tommy Bug when he first came to Melbourne. I think we um, he got dragged over to our table at one of the um, season launches and um, had a bit of a chat to him there. And then he lives or well, his family come from uh, near where my family were when I grew up. So we had a sort of a, a local local chat, um, but. I think he's just very welcoming to our group. He always comes straight to our area to give out footies if we've had a win. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's been a, a really good supporter of our group. So uh, we sort of tend to reciprocate there. Um, the Instagram stuff, um, you know, I like that sort of thing. I, um, I like the niggling. I like the arrogance and the attitude. Um, I think my only, probably my only concern would be that someone will take it too far and say something racist or homophobic or <laughs> yeah. just plain ignorant. And sort of once it's out in social media, it's there forever. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't like one of our guys to be forever tarnished with that sort of thing. So, 
But yeah, th- thank goodness mobile phones didn't have cameras in my teens. <laughs> There's oh. no evidence of the stuff that I did. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> yeah, isn't it great being old? <laughs> oh yeah. So we're uh, you know we're playing the Eagles in Perth this week. Um, how many cheer squad members are going to fly over for the game? And um, is that something uh, they pay for out of their own pocket? Yeah, the the majority of our um, group that are going over paid for it themselves. The, the club kicks in dollars to um, help transport stuff. If we ask, we tend to sort of just pay the twenty bucks, and we don't tend to charge the club back. There's um there's quite a lot of generosity on on the part of our members in that regard. We sort of just suck it up a bit. Um, we've got sixty people going over for. The Perth game, um, as an indication, I think we had 140 in Adelaide. We've got about 130 going to um, Tassie and to Canberra. Um, so, yeah, getting some pretty good numbers, getting a good travelling group together now. Um, but, yeah, most of them, are, most of the trips are self-funded. Um, but they tend to go over and, and make a holiday of it. They'll do a couple of cruises down the river and a couple of wine tastings and things like that. So you sort of turn it into a holiday. Nice. Big commitment, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so if you're originally a Brit, uh, <laughs> when yeah. did you come to Australia <laughs> and how did you become a demon? Oh, okay. Um, so my family came over in uh, late 1987, um, so just a little bit too late to see Robbie Flower play. Um, most of my family were... Instantly Collingwood supporters um, through a guy that my dad worked with at the Herald Sun or the then Herald. Um, And I think I flirted with the idea of being an Essendon supporter for about six weeks, um, sort of peer pressure at school, that sort of thing. Um, But then um, a friend from school, Cheryl, took me to Melbourne footy training at the Junction Oval. Um, And that's pretty much where it started. I was just absolutely hooked. Um, the players I spoke to were lovely and said what a cool accent I had. And, um, <laughs> who, were the, uh, who were the players? Obviously a Phoebe's in there probably. Or... <laughs> there may have been a Matthew Phoebe yeah. involved. Um, yeah, Gra- Graham Yates was was, um, yep. was really great. Jamie Dersma, uh, just oh, yeah. people who sort of came and said welcome to the country. And, um, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe it. Coming from a, a, a soccer background, um, You'd never meet a player. You'd never be introduced to a player or, or be able to get that close to them. So to sort of sit on that old tin dugout at the junction and, and chat to these people was just amazing. So uh, I was told that you were a Crystal Palace fan. Is that true? <laughs> um, That's an, an evil rumour. <laughs> did, 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 did uh, did their colours factor into uh, your decision? To become no, a demon? <laughs> no, the demons were a choice, but um, <laughs> Palace was there from birth. Uh, my father's a fanatical Crystal Palace supporter, so I think it was an automatic thing. It was that or sleep outside. Um, so, yeah, it's got two sporting loves, both teams in red and blue, and uh, neither of them have won <laughs> since I've been born. So you, cho- <laughs> you actually chose to become a demon. Uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah. the two of us uh, had no choice. We were born into this uh, this hell. <laughs> well, I, I was convinced what a great 
what a great choice I'd made because I think we we turned up in 88 grand final and the, yep. uh, we won the 89 night grand final. Yep. We were I was just convinced. Like my mum told me in 89 I could get a tattoo when Melbourne won a flag. <laughs> <laughs> she was visionary, my mum. <laughs> yes. That's one Very good way good. to make sure your children don't get a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let them follow Melbourne. <laughs> uh, you mentioned your father um, a bit earlier uh, and the fact that he used to work at the Herald. Now, he, he actually worked on the sports desk, uh, yes. certainly at the Herald Sun. Um, there's not a lot of those jobs left, uh, not just at the Herald Sun, but um, in newspapers. Is he still working or what's he, uh, what's he up to now? Um, they fortunately made him redundant uh, probably the year before he was going to retire. Um, so not only did he retire, but he retired with a, a nice redundancy package. I think a, a lot of the people on the, the newspapers saw the writing was on the wall. They saw things being yep. outsourced to Sydney and um, and all, a lot of sort of the, the editing, sub-editing stuff going to Adelaide. And um, I think they all saw that the shift was going to be more online and also that there was going to be um, far more... Um, tell us your story on Twitter sort of thing rather than proper journalism. Um, so I think, yeah, when he left, it was the, the beginning of the end for a lot of people in that area. Um, I, I don't think working on the Herald Sun has the same um, prestige that it used to because it's it's just so much of it is online and, and so much of it is just bashed through on social media at the speed of sound. So, yeah, I think he got in out a, of the In, in a footy sense, as you say, the Herald Sun has lost a huge body of historical and corporate knowledge because oh, you had all those footy reporters who had been in the caper for many, many years and all of that talent sort of left uh, in a very short space of time, uh, including, and the you know, your father. photographers as well. Sorry? The photographers as well, I think. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot yeah, of them there now. No we were talking Herald the other Sun. week that Wayne Ludby. Wayne Ludby, um, yeah is just finishing up. So uh, what a loss to the game that that is too. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, Safe, so just before we finish up, uh, we know that you and others dig deep into your own pockets to do the job that you do. You get a little bit of help from the club, uh, I'm assuming, along the way. Um, do you have other sponsors or supporters? Um, who are they? And give them a shout-out <laughs> uh, and just tell our audience... Um, how they can get in touch with with you guys if they uh, if they want to join the Demon Army? Yeah, no worries. Look, probably the most important one at the moment for us is Don McClarty, um and the awesome folk at Reach. Um, they've recently offered us their factory so that we have a new permanent home to put our banners together, which is great. Um, yep. John Trotter on the board has been amazingly supportive, um, along with. Jane and Ashling, who work at the club, who are sort of our liaison people, and um, some of the hours these people keep—they're brilliant people. Um, yeah, I think the other we've got um, new friends at the Sporting Globe who we'll give a plug to because they've given us their uh, their entire function area for our um, our get-togethers. And the last one, I think I, I I cannot imagine how much money crossed the bar at that. Gold Coast came, <laughs> but um, yeah, they wouldn't have been operating at a loss that night, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, there, there's obviously a, a huge thank you to the probably 60 or so core group who put
put in so many hours outside of match day. Um, and there are a couple of sort of a couple among our group who financially back the group. Um, yeah, it, it's just wonderful. So anyone who wants to get involved, um, whether it, it just be to sit with us for a game or wanting to take on some voluntary stuff outside of match day, um, you can follow us on Facebook. That's probably the easiest way. Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, come down and see us at the game. Pretty much anyone in that front area will have a chat to, to anyone who turns up. But, um, yeah, I, I think we're all sort of working towards the same goal. So if anyone does have a passion and, and want to get more involved, just take that first step and come and say hello. You'll, you'll feel uncomfortable for about 30 seconds and then you'll have 500 new friends. Yeah, exactly. And might get to get a chance to hold up Jeffy Garlett's head or <laughs> or, uh, or similar. No, I like, proud <laughs> I like the uh, Jeffy Garlett that you've got. Does he clap his hands or something? Uh, <laughs> that's a brilliant one. Man, you are paying attention. Oh, aren't I, was, you? I was I was sitting above you guys uh, on the weekend, so I, I had a bird's eye view of uh, what was happening down there. And I must say, you guys do a fantastic uh, fantastic job. And I was just while you were talking about. Um, while well, you're just talking about how it all works, I was thinking um, there's a lot of us who don't sit in the cheer squad, but um, we we benefit from the energy you guys bring. You know, every time there's the Melbourne, yep. Melbourne, you know, we benefit. So you know, because we don't sit there, I sit sort of uh, I sit in on the second level on the wing almost. Um, yeah. But I, as I said, I benefit from the energy you bring for, bring to the game. I mean, is there some way, I mean, maybe you can set up some way that perhaps people like me can donate and help out you guys with some extra funds throughout the year and, um, you know, oh, maybe yeah. I can you know, buy a Demon Army membership or something. Um, there are certainly people who buy Demon Army memberships who never intend to sit with us um, and, and it's wonderful because not only do we get the numbers, the, the club gets $45 yeah. or whatever it is, but... Um, we, it really does boost our group to to have those people there. Um, obviously, not everyone can sit with us. We've got people who are interstate members um, who just join for exactly that, just to show their support, really. Um, but, yeah, any time you want to start sewing banners and flags or anything <laughs> like that. We well, might start with uh, Grapeviney returning the uh, one that he stole. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I might have stolen one too, I think, but I don't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a pattern emerging here. Mm. I, I now know where all our gear is going. <laughs> that, that's why we had to leave the cheer squad. We felt too guilty. <laughs> yeah, and this could be a good time to end the interview right now, actually. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> the, the statute of limitations is, is finally is <laughs> probably is over by now. Um, well, uh, thank you for joining us. If you do want to stick around for a bit and talk, Dees, you're very welcome to. We're just going to talk about the, the game on the weekend. Um, I know you said you've got a, a three-year-old running around, so it's totally up yeah. to you whether you want to stick around or not. I'm actually sitting in the car outside my house. <laughs> I thought that child is going to ruin this. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if I disappear, it's either because I've frozen to death or because I've got to go in and put a small child to sleep. All right, well, you can stay on the line. If, if you drop out, you drop out. Uh, we're just going to talk, talk the D, so I'm sure that uh, that's something that uh, – you enjoy talking about because it's probably one of the only things I talk about. <laughs> and you, you sitting in the car, um, freezing, uh, freezing there, that's the kind of commitment which saw you won the Volunteer of the Year <laughs> Award last year. So 
uh, that's the uh, now we know the lengths that you go to um, yeah. uh, to serve the club. The commitment to the club, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So the the game on the weekend. I mean, where do we, where we talked a little bit at the start of the show, but uh, where do we start? I mean, uh, what a fantastic game! It's hard to know where to start because it was twenty two players yep. playing for four quarters. So you know, in previous weeks when we do the match review, we single out the better players, and I think as we saw in the Demonland votes. Um, uh, you know, th- there were 15 players that probably got votes, so it was hard to hard to single out the better players because it was just such an even performance across the board, wasn't it? It, it really was. Um, one player I'd like to single out because you know, in the past of you know, many people have been critical of him. You know, critical. He's made mistakes and um, you know stuffed up a couple of kicks, but had a fantastic game. Is Oscar McDonald? I thought. Uh, really played probably his best game at the club? Uh, yep, yep. Look, he's been in, uh, he was in really good form in the second half of Collingwood. And, yeah, there's a bit of debate, but I think everyone's everyone knows that Oscar is, uh, Oscar's going to be one of the, uh, one of the better defenders in the league. Um, and once he puts on a bit more uh, size, he may well be unbeatable. Um, in a short amount of time, but he was he was excellent the other day, no doubt about that. Um, no no queries at all on that one. And just one player I'd like to highlight, um, because I thought in the context of the game it was really important, and that's just before half time and just after half time. Jack Watts uh, he sealed the game against Collingwood, and he came close to sealing it against the Dogs. The steadying kick. Um, from the mark on half time was a ripping kick from almost 50 on a very tight angle, um, beautiful kick, and then he took that strong mark early in the third quarter, which I think took it out to 40 points and sort of you know came close to putting it beyond the uh, beyond the dog grasp. So well done to Jack because got a lot of positive press during the week and he just he backed it up I thought with a, another good game on the weekend. Yeah, I mean he's the guy. Yeah, we've said it all along. He's the guy you want with the ball, uh, you know, five points down in the grand final, 50 metres out. Um, mm. He's who you want to have the ball in in his hand. And, you know, just he, he continues to do it, um, you know, week in, week out. You know, and he's really stepped up up to the plate, I think, as, uh, you know, he's, he's snapped it up a notch. Um Soph, one question for no, you. Uh, so, Soph uh, had to had to drop out. Uh, she just sent me a message um, oh. through Skype. So, uh, you, you, you can ask right. me. <laughs> no, we'll 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 push on then. I was going to ask her a question which we've dealt with in previous weeks, but uh, let's uh, let's carry on. Another player. Speaking of OMAC, I thought T Mac. Um, he's been really good in the ruck those these past couple of weeks. We discussed that he wasn't a forward. And uh, his his on his on ball work has been really good. I thought he played a great game on the weekend. And um, uh, I was talking with uh, Bin Man earlier. Um, we were just messaging each other a few different things, and um, I mentioned to him that I reckon the uh, injuries to Gorn and Jesse, and we're just talking about well. 
uh, I choose my words carefully here. I'm going to say a blessing in disguise. We don't wish that no, what yeah, Jesse's yeah, yeah. gone through on anyone, but um, you know the club is going to the club's benefited from this and will in the long run because Goodwin and the coaching staff have had to be really flexible and versatile, and they've managed to come up with a winning formula for most of those weeks that the uh, that Jesse and Max have been missing. And that's going to hold us in good stead in the future. If we're ever down by five goals and Goody needs to throw things around mm. structurally, you know, we know, you know, Peterson forward and in the ruck, uh, Tommy Mack um, back and in the ruck, or even potentially the, a stint up forward. Not starting it. that. We don't want, we don't, definitely don't want him starting in the forward line. Well, he actually kicked a, a great goal that I gave him no chance of kicking. Um, <laughs> so he, he, right, on, uh, right on three-quarter time, yeah. yeah. It was a great kick too. Yeah. Um, and also a little bit like Watts, just, um, uh, yeah, just sort of came at a good time. And uh, and that that one definitely put the issue beyond doubt. But um, uh, we've learned to be really sort of flexible these last um, last couple of months and it'll uh, um, it'll hold us in good stead in the future, I reckon. Yeah, not, not many clubs. Uh, would be able to withstand losing their their number one ruckman, losing the backup ruckman, um, losing their forward, and having number to, one key having forward, to play yep. their other two forwards as ruckman, uh, their full back as a ruckman. Not many clubs would bounce back from that, you know. And uh, we didn't just bounce back from it. We we excelled, and we're sitting at seven and five. Um, we know full well that we could be. A, sitting a lot better than that possibly in the top four, but obviously that didn't happen. We are where we are. Um, and thank God we're possibly getting back Maxi this week and uh, in the coming weeks we'll have Jesse back and almost back to full complement. Um, not many clubs would have uh, would have survived that. No, not as you say. We've excelled and the ability of the midfield to um, win clearances and win the contest um, you know, even though we're losing the ruck, uh, well, just credit to them, really. Um, yeah, super stuff, really super stuff. Uh, anyone else, uh, you know, anyone else, uh, we, you know, the 22 performers on the weekend, did anyone else's performances uh, stand out for you? Um, One who caught my eye, just because we saw him on the ball a little bit, and he didn't look out of place at all, was yep. Mitch Hannon. Oh, I was going to bring that up. Um, I thought it was a great idea to give him um, little bits of the game in the middle, and I, th- I thought he did really well. And it, 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 it's really good that we've got the luxury to, you know, we've got such a rotating midfield at the moment and so many guys that can step up that it's good to be able to give some of these guys a couple of minutes here and there in the middle because um, it will only improve their game Um you know, him going back into the forward line by him playing in the midfield is going to improve his game in the forward line. Um, like sometimes they, uh, coaches might play some forwards in the back line to improve their defensive part of their game. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah. I but he looked really comfortable oh, in the did. middle, didn't he? He really did. And, uh, yeah, he just, he just, yeah, it seems to be a bit of a natural. So, and he keeps bobbing up for those, um, for those goals. That goal um, that he kicked is exactly what he's in the team to do. He's kicked a number of those type of goals, just They've quickly getting... They've almost all been identical. Yeah, it's getting that quickly, just throwing, almost throwing the ball onto throwing the boot. yep. And, yep. Um, and kicking goals. So, um, yeah, great, uh, great effort. 
Uh, good to see some praise coming to Sophie uh, just in the chat room. Um, Mini, uh, Mini 48 and Ethan Tremblay uh, both saying she was fantastic and does a great job, and they do. Um, we probably don't thank them enough, the cheer squad, because uh, as Sophie told us, it's that's a crap load of work, isn't it? So um, it's good to hear that, uh, that there's a... Um, bit of recognition for that um, among the supporters. Yeah, well, like I said, towards the end, uh, you know, we don't sit uh, behind the goals. I'm quite happy with the seats where we sit. We've got great vantage uh, to watch the game, but we certainly do benefit from the energy that they bring, uh, particularly in those big games when we've had 70,000, 80,000 people there. So, you know, cheer squad's a very important part of um, of the game for us. So, um, yeah. If, if you can uh, support them, just buy a membership, even if you don't go and sit down with them. If you can afford a couple of extra bucks a year, um, please do so. Um, I might take this... To, uh, while we're talking about the, the game and we're going to talk about a couple of other issues at Demonland and talk about the game next week and the ins and outs, uh, if you want to join us in this conversation, uh, we've got a lot of people listening. Uh, we've got two ways you can contact us. Give us a call, 03 9016 that's zero three nine zero one six three triple six, or Skype us uh, Demonland thirty one. Uh, just look up in the search in Skype Demonland thirty one. No need to do a friend request or whatever. Just uh, click that phone button and uh, give us a call, and we'll we'll get you on uh, as soon as we can. And um, yeah, it's always good to hear other views. You know, uh, Grapeviney and I we're not experts. You know, we just see the game. As we see it, um, you know, sometimes the emotion of the game, you know, gets us and might cloud our judgment. But, uh, yeah, we'd love we're to. We're very hear. far from being experts. Exactly. We're so. about as, as amateur as it gets. Well, that's, we're just fans who are just talking about the game and the way we see it. I don't necessarily watch the replays over and over. So there's things we miss and, you know, we might say a player didn't play well or, or had made a couple of mistakes and they're, you know, we've you know, tarred their, the rest of their career uh, because of those mistakes. But, yeah, we're not uh, we're not experts. So if you've got a differing point of view, same point of view, give us a call, uh, 0390163666 or Demonland31 on Skype. I would love to, to hear from you. Love to hear from other Demonlanders. You don't have to give your name if you don't want to. Just give your handle. Um, would love to hear from you. Um, yeah, so how many times... Did you look at the uh, the ladder after the game? <laughs> Just to see well, it's about. sort of it's um, competing for my uh, attention and affection still with the Jack Watts goal. So, <laughs> um, yeah, perhaps uh, yeah, have it on screensaver so that you know if you pause the Jack Watts goal and have to go and make yourself lunch or something, the ladder then um, takes over. But uh, it looks pretty good when you're fifth, doesn't it? And, yeah, uh, a game clear in percentage. Uh, long way to go yet, but oh, yeah, of um, course, yeah. bloody good feeling, I've got to say. It does. Um, uh, someone asked, um, you know, when was the last time we were sitting fifth, uh, and particularly at this time of the, um, you know, this time of the year, you know, it's no use being fourth on the ladder after round one. Uh, that sort of means nothing when the next week... Yeah, you're, Richmond. Yeah, <laughs> then you're, the next week you're ninth or tenth. Um, uh yeah, it, and the answer to that question is uh, round 12, 2006, we were fifth. Um, uh, round 12, 2005, we were second. And round 12, 2004, we were third. So, um, 
Yeah, it's been a long time since we sort of had a, this vantage point, and uh, I must say it feels a lot nicer than being 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, or dare I say 18th on the, on the ladder. Yeah, it's look, it's shaping up as an interesting year and may well be like last year where it's not the best side over the year that wins the flag, but the side that happens to be in the best form come September. So, um, you know, if we can hang around and make it, then the buy, um, you know, could uh, could help us. Um, and anything's possible once you get there. The Bulldogs showed that. Um, played four weeks of blistering footy in September last year, but finished seventh. So yep. um, you only, uh, yeah, you only have to be there at the end, and anything's possible. Well, look, I think uh, there's many teams that could could possibly win win the premiership this year including a team like Sydney who's well out of the well, well out of the eight but they're certainly uh, coming from a long way back um, as the, you know where considering where they were a few weeks ago and I dare say they, mm. they're still a team that could win it and we've got a big game coming up against them uh, in a couple of weeks huge game yep. yeah so um, uh, while we're talking about the game did you, uh, I felt that we didn't have a lot of support at Eddie had on the weekend. I thought, uh, I mean, it was the Bulldogs' home game, but I thought they sort of out, uh, well, they definitely outnumbered us and outvoiced us on the day. We really felt like we were a, a lonely, uh, <laughs> lonely team. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, I didn't get that so it? much. I, I must admit I'm quieter in that situation than I am at a home game. I was sitting next to some Melbourne supporters, um, but it was sort of mixed. I was up on, on uh, just on level three. Um, but it was pretty mixed around us, um, probably more doggies than demons, but not hugely so. But um, I just find it being sort of that far back, um, I was sort of about midway up on level three because you can't sit closer um, to the front because mm. they're reserved seats. But um, I find myself disconnected from the ground because it just seems to be sort of that bit further away and... Yeah, when you're sitting, uh, I guess, uh, you know, I went on my own on the weekend rather than sitting, uh, you know, with um, with my dad and, and brother and with you guys as we do for home games. Um, so that in, that changes my behaviour. So I'm, I'm a lot less, I, I'm a lot more, um, you know, just sort of a, a lot quieter, I guess. Um, so maybe other supporters are sort of the same. It's hard to generate that same energy that we're able to build at the MCG. Um, so I guess you've sort of got to expect that a little bit for away games. But I didn't think... I thought there were enough Demon supporters there. I must say, I'm uh, really loving Etihad Stadium at the moment. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the yeah, way we, we play there. Uh, it's certainly a different feeling leaving that uh, cold stadium uh, than, it, than it was in the previous years. So um, I think we actually just... I think we just had a call that I just missed, so uh, I wasn't looking at the other computer. So if you want to give a call back, um, please do. Um, would love to take your call. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you just uh, try to call right now, uh, please give us a call. I am looking <laughs> at the screen now. Um, yep. I was going to say that um, uh, we're fifth on the AFL ladder, mm -hmm. but we're number one on the pressure ladder. Yes, yes. So that was uh, that was a... a, a did you uh, did you have a? I didn't quite understand exactly how they uh, worked out those stats. 
Um, well, because they, they said all the hard things rolled into one. They didn't explain it particularly well, but we vaguely know what it means, you know, in terms of sort of well, tackling. It was tackling smothers. Um, I don't know what it shepherds. I'm just going to bring up the article. I'm, I'm behind the paywall, so I'm just going to get around it uh, at the moment. Wait, we've got. Uh, oh, no. We've. Whoever was trying to call us uh, left a voicemail, so I don't think, for some reason, I don't think they're able to get through. Keep trying. Um, yeah, I'm just going to try and get this article. So, uh, just Yeah, George on the outer makes the, um, makes the valid point that it's hard to get vocal when you're leading by eight goals, and that's where we're at now as a club. We're so used to winning that we're, uh, you know, it's, we're just probably a little bit blasé about it now. We expect it to happen, so um, maybe that's a factor in it too. It could be. This article uh, says that um, uh, Melbourne is ranked number one in the league for defensive pressure, averaging 187 points a game. Uh, That's all the hard stuff and harassment, which is tackles, chases, bone-crunching bumps and collisions rolled into one number. So... I'm not sure, how, you know, how they uh, judge bone crunching bumps uh, and collisions, but uh, they obviously give a points uh, system to it. And uh, yeah, there you know, didn't seem to be a huge difference between top and bottom. So I don't know what that all means. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, we don't need the numbers to tell us what we can see. Yeah, uh, with our own eyes. I mean, the first quarter was a bit like the first quarter. The first quarter against the doggies was a bit like the first quarter against the crows, where we were just manic. And uh, the Smothers particularly really stood out and uh, superb, uh, superb effort from the boys um, because they just harassed the dogs and broke them pretty quickly, basically. Yeah, so uh, we were, we're number one on 187 and 18th is Fremantle on 174. So you're right, there isn't much of a, a difference between mm. first and last. But uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's, our pressure is definitely evident. And, uh, you know, that's something that, um, you know, started with Paul Ruse. Um, you know, we can't thank Paul Ruse enough for, for changing, turning this club around. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, it's just... Um, Simon Goodwin has has continued the um, you know that legacy uh, that Ruse brought to the club and um, yeah I'm I'm loving watching us at the moment it's it's a it's a good brand to watch we're we're scoring above a hundred points every game um, you know defensively they're really good the runoff half backs great the the middle is fantastic you know we haven't had a we haven't won a rucking contest and not not just we haven't won we're getting smashed in the ruck as in the tap outs. But we're winning clearances every single week. Um, and it's just fantastic to watch. You know, for years, just in the middle, we had uh, uh, Jones as our lone, you know, soldier in the middle. And now I've almost got an embarrassment of riches, um, you know, um, and I don't even need to name, you know, the, the guys that are winning it because it's uh, quite evident week in, week out. Yep, our man Clarence had another good game, so... Um Yep, he really does. Uh, uh, while we're talking uh, good games or not, uh, the coaches' votes uh, once again. Uh, there, there's one guy who's really uh, stepping it up with those coaches' votes, and even the votes on um, for the Demon Land Player of the Year. Uh, if he'd played the first three games of the year, I mean, imagine uh, imagine where he'd be. And he's got to be the recruit of the year. And I'm talking about none other than uh, Michael Hibbard. 
Yeah, did he get the? Uh, he got he the got ten all, again. All, the all, perfect all, score. All, all ten. Uh, all ten votes, and uh, I think for the first time on the weekend, he made a mistake. <laughs> what, um, what did he do? And it stood out because he hasn't. I don't think he's made a single single mistake, or it hasn't seemed so. But um, yeah, he had another great game, and he's, as you say, he's um, shaping up as the recruit of the year. And if he continues this form, uh, he's in all Australian contention without a doubt. Um, uh, we've sung his praises every week, and we'll continue to sing them because he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's, um, uh, uh, you know, um, going to give Clary a run for his money in the in the bluey. And now, am I right? Did uh, I can't remember. One of the journalists might have uh, made a list of uh, the best recruits of the year, and I thought I read somewhere that Michael Hibbert's name wasn't on that list. I think that might have been Rowan Connolly. Mm. So um, yeah, <laughs> we'll stuff him. Now, someone else has been trying to, to. Someone else has been trying to call as well, and it's. It looks like it's going straight to voice mail. I don't know why that is. We have been able to take calls from mobiles. Uh, in the past, so I don't know why that is happening. I might, uh, I might close Skype that Skype and open it again and uh, see how we go. So um, if you have been trying to call, um, keep trying. I don't know why it's going to uh, voicemail and not uh, coming up as a call for me. So uh, yeah, do yeah, and it'd be good to chat to <laughs> um, you know we've been uh, asking to chat for, to some other demon landers. We've been asking for for calls, and uh, then when uh, two people call in, uh, I can't take the calls for some reason. So well, we're yeah, even please trying to bribe listeners last week <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Uh, with demon land gear. So um, yeah, try again, please. And, and now because you've um, called in, that 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 deal is no longer on the table. <laughs> <laughs> we might if we might have to uh, later uh, if no one else calls in. But uh, do call in. Um, yeah, give us your thoughts on the game zero three nine zero one six three triple six. I mean, I could probably call them, but I don't want to be so presumptuous to to call them back because I do have that option. I think, but uh, yeah, do give a call in. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, radio programs generally call the listeners. No, <laughs> it's the other way around. So um, yeah, do try again. Yeah. Um, so that was the coaches' votes. There's also each week. I, I don't know if we usually talk about it on this program, but the AFL bring out their team of the week, and you know, I don't know if that means anything. Maybe it just sort of it's you know it adds up at the end of the year to see maybe who who whose names are around for uh, you know all Australian contention. But they have this team of the week, and yeah, Hibbert, Michael Hibbert uh, made it again, and another guy who hasn't made it this year made it, uh, Christian Salem, and he also had a great game, and I believe he got uh, some votes as well in the. Um... Yes, yeah, we forgot to mention Christian. He was great. Yeah. Uh, look, we've seen his, um, we've seen what he's capable of. Um, we saw it last year. We've seen some of it this year, but he had a really good game. Uh, on the weekend, and that goal was an absolute beauty, um, you know, from just outside 50 or just on 50 on the run. So uh, lots to love about Salem. Very good user of the ball, you know, in the top five at the club, I would have thought, you know, along with Watsy. So, um, yeah, yep. Was it just the two of them? Was no. Was it just uh, Hibbert and Salem? No, or? Uh, also uh, Jeffy Garlett uh, made it in as well. Um, Good. Yeah. Des- deservedly so. He uh, could, should have had five goals because he hit the post three times. Yeah. 
as well as the two that he kicked. So it really could have been 5 nil. And again, we've sung his praises every week. Um, big Jeffy fan, so uh, well done. Yeah. I noticed that uh, when David King was giving his um, his current all all Australian side, which he did uh, on the couch on Monday night, there wasn't a single Melbourne player um, among the group there. So is that true? Uh, no Hibbard. Um, no Garlet, no Oliver, hmm. um, which is interesting. Very interesting. Um, hmm. <laughs> that baffles me that uh, um, that this week of all, you know, no, we, you know, we couldn't get in. Um, Don't care. Yep. Who care? I, you know what? I, I've I've been saying I'm happy to fly under the radar. Um, you know, let no one notice us until we, you know. Get Win the, flag. the finals. Yeah, that's right. And then they'll stand up and take notice. Um, do we put the debate, the, the Kelly versus Salem slash Tyson slash, uh, if you want to include Jaden Hunt and anyone else uh, that you want to add to it, to bed? Is, is that, uh, there was an article written on the weekend that gave, uh, over the week that uh, sort of gave Christian Salem's views on it. Um, oh, that's, yeah, no debate. Kelly's a great player. Yeah. Um, we know Salem's a very good player. He's not going to, perhaps not at the Kelly level. Uh, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But um, you know, and Tyson's Tyson's pretty good. So yeah, it's a win-win-win trade all around. So um, nothing to be debated, I don't think. And I don't ever know why people still um, bother with it. Um, everyone loves to look back on previous drafts, don't they? You just notice in a thread. Randomly, uh, it sounds like a phone you know, ring. I'm I'm actually just ringing uh, the Demon Land podcast. Ooh, it is going to straight to Message Bank. I don't know why that's happening. Um, Maybe they can call in on the other number. Uh, we, <laughs> if yeah, well, they can call in on Skype. But I, I'm wondering why it's going to voice message when. I can see in my uh, settings uh, that incoming calls are to be received normally. It's not sent a voice message. So, hmm, maybe I didn't pay. <laughs> maybe I didn't pay the uh, the bill or something for for the number. Um, yeah, that's that's a, <laughs> that's something I could think about. Um, yeah, but yeah. well, maybe if that person's in the chat room and they do want to come online, perhaps you can call them and they can just indicate in the chat room that. Uh, yeah, happy for you to call them. If you want to give me the, if you're in the chat room and you called, if you if you just want to put the last number of your, I've got two numbers up here. If you want to put uh, the last number of your uh, telephone number in there, um, I'll call you back. Um, but uh, if not, we'll we'll just keep going, and I might while we're talking just have a look on uh, my Skype account to see if I own the money or something. Yeah, I was like just that. saying that every now and then you'll see in a completely random, you'll see in a thread about something else, and then somebody brings up Jimmy Tumpus and Ollie Wines, and I don't know if people, some people just they can't um, move beyond the misery of what happened in years gone by, and I don't know why you'd want to return to the dark past when the present is so bright um so yeah i'm not interested in those kinds of discussions kelly versus salem and tyson and uh 
uh, Tumpus and Wines and all of that stuff. Well, there's it's, nothing we can do about history. it. That's history. Like, what, what, there's, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. So why, you know, you can, you can cry about we should have done this, we should have done that, but we didn't and uh, we are where we are. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything you can, uh, we can't whinge about it. Uh, somebody has put their number into the oh. podcast chat room, I think. Okay, yeah, all right. It yeah, might be, yeah, might yeah, be D's, D's 2014. Let, let me try and call you, which I'm doing right now, um, and that be a way we can get you. I'm just looking at my Skype account. Uh, doesn't look like there's anything wrong. Call forwarding with voicemail. All right, let's see what happens. We're calling. Hello? Um, is this... Um, hello? Hello, is this uh, D's 2014? Hello. Hello. Hi, can you hear us? I can, indeed. Uh, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's D's 2014 here. Very good. Very nice to meet you. My name's Andy. You're also talking to Grapeviney. Um, what can we do were for you, you? Were you at the uh, game on guys. the weekend? Uh, thanks for the podcast. It's really good. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. Um, Grapeviney just asked, uh, were you at the game on the weekend? I was. Uh, it was um, a great game. I think it was one of the... I'm a 50-year uh, MFC uh, member, I suppose. Uh, maybe not 50, 45. Uh, so I think it's one of the best games I've seen, including some of the really good ones uh, in um, uh, in the Danaher era. I was also, would you believe, um, at, the 90, at, the, at the 64 grand final. Oh, lucky you. You've actually seen a flag. I have, and uh, I remember sitting in the uh, just near the mezzanine bar in uh, the members' stand uh, with my father. I was a twelve-year-old at that stage, and um, uh, when uh, Compton uh, kicked his goal, uh, about five people up uh, to the left-hand side of us was Murray Wiedemann, who was uh, smoking a cigarette and he was shaking like a leaf. The <laughs> <laughs> sorry, actually, Murray Wiedemann. Um, was on telly last night and was involved in the AFL Hall of Fame presentation. Yeah, um, he, was, he wasn't bad either. Yes, yes, and we, yeah. of course, love Murray now because uh, Sam's uh, developing exactly. along in the twos. Did you did you see the Hall of Fame um, presentation last night, Dees? Uh, I, I saw a bit of it. I'm not sort of greatly into that. Uh, sort of stuff because uh, I think the AFL sort of overplays it a bit. But the uh, I think Joe uh, uh, Whateley's very good at that. So, but some of the other people are not quite, quite so good. But the the reason I was ringing you is uh, uh, I think there's some really interesting things happening uh, in Perth at the weekend, and um, uh, particularly with the loss of Jones uh, and um, and Gorn coming back in, uh, and the fact that uh, They've really done a brilliant job in terms of uh, rationalising whole process about the rucks uh, when Gorn's gone down and uh, and Spencer's gone down, uh, and they've developed that sort of uh, process whereby they basically uh, pinch the ball from uh, the opposition ruckman. I just wonder what's going to happen when Gorn does actually give us uh, uh, champagne feeds and whether we're going to actually be able to capitalise on that whole process uh, in a way uh, where we don't sacrifice what, what we've developed over the last 
six or seven weeks. Yeah, are they going to be able to flick that switch and be able to now palm? You know, I guess it might not be any different now. They'll just know exactly where the ball's going to be rather than have to second guess. Um, hopefully, that's that's best case. And look, it came off last year. Gorn was uh, Gorn was the All Australian ruckman for that very reason. And uh, I remember Jones and Viney talking at the end of the year about the you know the silver service that they got on a platter from Max. So. Um, it might take Max a little bit of time just to work himself into the game, but uh, I think they'll be able to revert back to um, uh, probably plan uh, A I, um, with relative I, I think Max will be fine. I'm just wondering whether the midfielders are going to be able to adjust. Uh, and the, the other thing that worries me, which I posted on the, on the site yesterday, uh, is that um, with Jones not there, uh, I don't have any great... Uh, faith in Viney as being a leader. I think he's a bit immature. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I, I suggested on the site that I think bringing Trengrove in might be a, actually a pretty good move uh, because he, he's a very good... It, it, everything you hear about him, he's a very good leader. And certainly the if you read the stuff about Casey, he's been a terrific leader for them. The question is whether whether he can... Uh, play a game of sufficient quality at Subiaco, which uh, would justify his place in the side. But I, I think as a, as a bloke and as a player and as a leader, I think he'd be terrific. Yeah, I don't think there's there's anyone that, that doesn't want to see uh, Trengove uh, play and play well and sort of get back into the team. Uh, you know, whether he's still got it at that level, uh, I think remains to be seen. But I would love him to have the chance and, uh, you know, to prove that he can. And, and mm. uh, yeah, I'd love to My see My heart says yes, but the head and the guts mm. say it's done and uh, that it won't happen this week and shouldn't happen I, this week. I, I, I guess the question is whether he's got the pace. Yeah, uh, that's the question. Uh, and whether he's still got the... Well, I think we know the answer to that question. Five because years, the pace five has, years ago, which was outstanding. Yeah. Well, I don't think we, he We know the, the answer to the pace question yeah. because it's, you know, he's not blistering in the VFL and he's not going to be blistering if he comes up into the AFL. It's a matter of whether, um, uh, you know, whether we can sort of get by without that and whether he brings enough other attributes to the game because I don't think we can expect him to be tearing up the field. It's, uh, we haven't seen it happen and it's not going to happen. No, uh, 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 I've seen him a couple of times at Casey, and he's not—he's not an outstanding best in the ground, I must say. He's good, but he's not—he um, he doesn't uh, tear the place up. No, look, it'll be selection will be interesting this week. Goody's made it interesting most weeks, so um, he has, yeah. Yeah, yeah is definitely in the mix. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Billy Stretch it would be another one. Um, Josh yep. Wagner. Yep. Yeah, uh, well, Wagner's uh, been terrific at Casey, and he's also played pretty well when he's been in the in the yep. um, senior side too. Yep, I'd agree with that. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it could, it might well just be in Max and out Nathan. Um, is there still an injury cloud on Jack Watts? I think he, I've got a feeling Jack Watts has to prove himself at training tomorrow before. Yeah, um, he does, but the. Uh, they were making pretty positive noises about uh, him being okay, uh, un- unlike some of the others. Uh, they, 
they said, well, he's got to prove that we think he's going to be okay. So uh, let's hope yep. so. He's been having a terrific season, I think. Were there injury clouds on anyone else? I heard a whisper something about Hibbard. Uh... Uh, well, uh, the other two I heard was um, Jetta. Oh, I didn't hear that. Uh, but but he's he, he's apparently okay. And Hunt was the other one with his shoulder. <laughs> he gets uh, he gets cop, uh, cops at every week, uh, Hunt, <laughs> and he always seems well, to come back Well, he landed on. really awkwardly the other day and he went did. off, and it was, uh, uh, thank God he came back on. So, uh, but but apparently Hunt's going to be okay too, as Jetta is. But uh, you, if you remember, in the last quarter um, uh, at the weekend, both Hunt and Jetta went off, uh, and yep. uh, they had to go downstairs to get fixed up. But they came back on on again too. So, yep, it's almost the tale of the walking wounded on the weekend. Um, <laughs> yes. fair, fair few players yeah. having to uh, having to go off for treatment. Yeah. Okay, guys, nice to talk to you. Very good. Thanks Thank for the call. Thank you for giving us okay. a call. I uh, appreciate it. Okay. See you later. Bye. See Bye. you. Thank you. Well, that was did good. You... Yep. Sorry. What did you say? I was just going to say, did you catch the the Hall of Fame um, presentation last night? No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. All I've seen, um, and I posted two things to the. Um, uh, to the thread about it, um, I just posted there was a, a video of Neil Craig talking about yep. Simon Goodwin, which I thought was fantastic. Um, you know, I, I I sort of remember um, Simon Goodwin as a player, just really the name, but uh, I don't really remember a lot of him playing. Um, and, you know, it was great to see vision of him playing and hearing the stories about, you know, the type of person he is and, you know, and then watching, I also posted a video of his speech, which was sort of an interview by Jared Waitley. And it's just fantastic to hear him talk and you, you really get the feeling we're in good hands, um, you know. Yeah, I felt exactly the same thing. I, th- I thought he spoke really well. He did. And, oh, I think Jared did a really good job yes. of interviewing. Yeah. All the uh, well, I didn't watch the others, but yeah, all all the nominees. It was a really good night. Jared does it well. Bring he knows how to tease out stories. But Goody, uh, as we've talked about before, we love listening to him speak. He's a bit of a breath of fresh air, and as you say, just engenders this real confidence that he's got his head around it all, and he's got it all under control. But the thing that really struck me last night was just how much he loves the game. Um, and it, it wasn't a line, um, you know, he said, he talked about the smells of the game that he loves. Yes. He loves the smell of the rooms. He loves the smell of, uh, you know, of deep heat, Denko rub, um, you know, which is the smell of the medical room. Yeah. And he said he loves the smell of a Sharon. And if there was a, a Sharon aftershave, he'd be wearing it every day. So um, you could tell that all of that was straight from the heart. <laughs> he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't looking for laughs. Um but he just, uh, yeah, his, I think his enthusiasm and love and respect for the game was just uh, just on show last night. And as you say, you look at the highlights back of his um, uh, back at his playing days, and he was a ripper football in a a ripper footballer in a really good team. So to think that he's been nominated already, um, uh, um, yeah, and what he still might have to achieve as a coach, which, you know, is phase two of his football life. Um, yeah, let's hope, uh, let's hope that he um, 
becomes a legend one day because he's won three or four flags as a uh, as a coach at Melbourne too. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, every time I hear hear him speak, I, I'm I'm just uh, sort of I'm enthralled. You know, you hear a lot of coaches speak, and you know, uh, sometimes uh, you don't get this. Like, you know, I I used to fall asleep when I would hear uh, Mark Neal a talk. Um, but I definitely don't do that, uh, you know, when Goody's uh, talking. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're in good hands. And uh, as you said, let's hope um, we see him holding up a Premiership Cup one day. Yeah, I mean, he won two as a player. Um, there's not many that have got the double, is there, of playing and coaching. There's no. a few, a few select, a select few. Um, so, yeah, watch this space. Yeah, most definitely uh, do watch this space. Um, well, we sort of covered, talked about uh, the injuries and changes for, for this week. Uh, uh, Gorney, he's got to come in. Um, they say that he's ready. Um, uh, what, do you, what do you think uh, of their decision, obviously, uh, prior to this week, uh, obviously not to bring Spencer in? Is that... If for Spencer is that uh, career at Melbourne over? What, what, what uh, you know? If if you can't get a game without Maxi there, um, what, what does that say? Um, yeah, it's an interesting question because all three who have done backup duties have all proven themselves. I mean, Watts was the go-to man last year anyway yeah. um, to do fill-in stints in the ruck, and then we've seen. Better than Jack, perhaps. Um, both Petters and Tommy Max done a, had a had a really good crack at it the past couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, does that push uh, does that push Spence back to the to, to sort of the back of the pack? Um, I don't think you can. Um, you know, I don't think we could only have one recognised ruckman on the list. That'd be really no, no. flirting. Yeah. Um, with it all, then you know, if you do, if Petters gets goes out injured and Hogan's injured, then you know, then you start Lots to get injured, thin on the yeah. ground again. Yeah. So, but um, we, we've done it and done it, um, you know, done it well. Um, but no, I, I can't. I can't see us going uh, that light uh, in terms of rucking uh, duties. But um, yeah, why? Um, it, it's certainly interesting, um, you know, in, in terms of uh, his future at the club. Yep, yep, and whether they then, you know, it wasn't so long ago we were talking about needing another key forward slash ruck type, so uh, lots happened in, um, in, the, in the couple of months since Gorn first went down, that's for sure. Hmm. So... Um, we're pretty sure Gorney's back this week. Uh, uh, this isn't uh, a ruse. A ruse. A ruse by yeah. ruse's successor. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah that'd be a real. Uh, that'd be really pulling one out of the hat if. Um, yeah, if he wasn't selected and it was all some sort of a trick, but I can't see that being the case. Yeah. So. Um, uh, and as we said, out obviously Jones is out. Um, 
well, we don't know who else is injured. So obviously, um, no one's going to be omitted. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think. Um, so yeah, that's it. It's a huge game for us. Uh, uh, we talked weeks ago about uh, our home and away hoodoos. We've got two two big ones remaining. Uh, we haven't won in the West since saw it today, two thousand four. Round mm. twelve or something, two thousand four. It's a long time uh, not to win over there. So big rate, you know. We went over there. I remember when we won over there. I actually remember that game. Um, there was also a big a big match. Um, yeah, we we and I think it sort of started our our season that year, our climb. So let's hope we can mirror that. Yep. Well, we are in for last year anyway, so we should uh, – let's hope we can fix them up and um, keep the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, if we win this week, it, it sets us up very nicely. Um, we won't count our chickens before they hatch. I've done that a few times this year and uh, have had egg on my face. But uh, two big weeks coming up, uh, two t- very tough games um, – you know, West Coast are always tough over there. The flat, flat track bullies, as they're known, known as. But um, then the big game the next week at the G uh, against Sydney. Two huge matches. Um, really season-defining, <laughs> uh, to use a cliche. Mm, well, you're almost using it every week now. So yeah. it's so even that, um, yeah, every week just seems bigger than the last. But I think we've proven ourselves to be quite resilient, so uh, bring it on. Yeah, look, we've we've in almost every game this year, we've uh, you know, almost every game we've been down at one point and have been able to uh, you know come back and change some things around. So yeah, the resilience is there, and um, you know, I don't you don't want to have to try and come from behind when you're in Perth, where you don't have the crowd behind you. So let's hope we get out on the front foot like we did against the Bulldogs. And, uh, you know, I think a team like West Coast, if you get a jump on them, they'll, they'll crumble over there. So um, let's hope we can, uh, we can do that. Mm, yep. Where are you watching That's... their game? Are you going to be uh, at home or, or going out to watch uh... I'm actually going away uh, tomorrow, so I'm going to be away while the game is on. I'm going to be overseas just for the one week. So, now you, um, you can... Are you going to buy purchase the um, the AFL? Um, they have an app for overseas. I think you pay for a month, um, fifteen bucks or something. Well, I'm going to Bali, um, and don't judge me on that. <laughs> um, uh, uh, we're going on a big family holiday uh, because it's it's uh, it's both my parents. Um, birthday 70th birthday coming up shortly so we're going on a big big trip to bali but um i'm imagining i'll be able to well i know that there are lots of sports bars there that show the footy my only nervousness is i checked out the australia channel schedule and because we're playing on saturday night there's another game on saturday night which i think is the north and the bulldogs and that's that's the one showing you're on not, the Australia you're channel. Not, you're not going to get it then, I don't reckon, because I reckon... Nowhere? They, yeah, well, they've, I reckon they've... They've the, only got access to that channel. That's right. That's that's All those sports bars will be doing that. I, I, I think your best bet, you've got a, you got an iPad or something. 
Well, I'll have my laptop with me. Okay. Um, I wonder if you can watch that on a laptop. Yeah, I think you can. Uh, uh, if you go to watchafl.com.au, and I can send you a link if you remind me, um, it's the weekly pass is $19. Uh, this isn't an ad for uh, for them. We're not being paid by them, uh, but uh, well, I'll probably have to do that. Yeah, and that that that'll ensure that you can watch that. Uh, they've got little icons of computers and laptops and tablets and iPhones, so I'm sure you can. Yeah, available on your PC slash Mac via the Watch AFL website. Um, that's your best bet. Somehow, by hook or by crook, I'll be watching. As so as that might good, well be the option. As long as you've got good Wi-Fi um, connection. Uh, uh, you should be all right, unless but you're staying per- in the Backpackers Hotel. Yeah, and look, maybe just to finish up the discussion tonight, uh, I noticed Bin Man's just uh, posted in the um, chat room that our two small bookends should both be in the AA discussion, um, uh, and that's Jeff and Jets, Jets and Jeffy, and that's probably on the mark, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, Jets, I, Jets should definitely be in the conversation well, too. I agree 100 percent with Jeffy. I also agree 100 percent with Jets. However, I don't think the wider AFL community would agree with that. Not because they don't think he's good. It's just he's so underrated that uh, I don't like Hibbard doesn't get in that discussion of um, of uh, best recruits of the year. I think uh, Jets is often overlooked by the AFL. Um, He's always talked about, oh, the underrated Melbourne defender, but he's underrated because he's underrated, and <laughs> I don't think he'll get a look in um, for all Australian, even though I think he deserves it. Yep. Uh, so why are you little, who I think spends a fair bit of time overseas, has just posted that most of the Asian sports bars also show Foxtel as well. So, Oh, do they get a Fox um, feed? Well, look, I, I would have in your bet. You can at any stage... Uh, pay for that uh, watch AFL, and I'm sure once you pay, that um, activates your account. So you might wait to see. I- I'd go down there on the morning and uh, see if they're yes. going to be showing it. Maybe you can slip them a couple of bucks as, uh, <laughs> to to get them to switch the channel. Uh, but if all those files, uh, go with the watchafl.com.au and uh, yep. you'll be able to watch uh, whichever game you choose. Um, uh, D. Fart mentioned that Spencer is a, a free agent and may walk um, for more opportunity. Um, yeah, well, I, I feel feel uh, for the guy because, uh, you know, he waited so long for his chance and then got injured and then couldn't get his way back in. And, you know, uh, I, you know if he gets an opportunity elsewhere, then, uh, yeah, um, he's got to try and take it. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's an even an interesting. Um, could be an interesting dilemma for Spencer because do, you, do I try to go to another club where I might get a, a shot at being first ruck, or do I hang here and, you know, you never know. Like uh, Max could go down on the eve of a final series, and all of a sudden you're the man um, at the business end of the year, and uh, you can find yourself rucking in a premiership. So. Um, uh, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting, um, interesting issue. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you, what you do. Um, yeah, he's obviously got to look after himself. If he thinks he can get uh, a game elsewhere, then, you know, he's got to take it. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, well, 
that's uh, that's his decision to make. Um, and I'm glad that uh, I'm I'm just happy Max is back. I, I saw a picture of him uh, at training. Uh, he doesn't quite have the the full length beard back, but he's got just as much uh, enough stubble on his face um, that if his power truly comes from from the beard, um, then <laughs> he's there's enough back. there to there's power him on. Exactly. And we talked about that when we spoke to him on uh, on the uh, podcast. Uh, he wasn't sure at that stage what he was going to do with it. Maybe the beard's on its way back. Yeah, I think so. Um, I was just on the Australia Plus TV. Um, I think McQueen in the chat rooms mentioned uh, Australia Network. That no That's what exists. I meant before. Yeah, that no longer exists. It's actually called Australia Plus. Um, yes. And they, it looks like they are showing the Western Bulldogs versus North Melbourne game. So uh, unless they are showing... Um, I've got a feeling that the bars in Bali, that there are so many Australians there, that there will be Foxtel on tap everywhere. Yeah. So they have Foxtel in there. I wouldn't have thought that, but obviously they do. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's all on um, it's all on sort of satellite, so yeah. it's easy enough to get, I think. But uh, I don't know a lot about these things. But uh, you can be sure I'll have worked it out uh, by game time. So, so, so does that mean uh, you you won't be back here by next Wednesday? Uh, I'm assuming. I won't, no. I'm back here next Thursday, actually. You're back um, there, Specifically made sure that my flight <laughs> home was in time for Friday night's game. So, okay. Um, and got to say, I was quite pleased when I saw that the family getaway didn't clash with a, uh, a Melbourne-based game anyway, that uh, it would have been one I was, would have been watching on TV anyway, so... Well, I'm going to, in a couple of weeks, I'm, I'm off to Fiji and uh, I only, we worked it out, I only miss one game, I'm missing the Carlton game, which is actually a game I, I really enjoy going to, uh, particularly when we're winning, because a lot of my mates are <laughs> Carlton supporters, so I'm going to miss that one, but uh, I will be watching it, um, I will be there in spirit. How are we? Just uh, the two hosts of the podcast just travelling the world um, <laughs> casually mid-season? Yes. Well, we're not doing it in September. Um, I've made sure there are no plans uh, September, and uh, hopefully, I generally we... like. I generally don't like going away during the year. Yeah, I don't. But like you, we're also doing a family trip, so um, so I sort of had no no choice. Um, but McQueen wants to know which one of which one of us has the jingle going in the background. Have you got a jingle going at your place? Um, I can't. I don't actually, have any kids, so uh, there shouldn't be a jingle. I don't know where that sounds coming from, unless unless that is. No, no. My, I thought maybe my iTunes was still playing just a loop of. The maybe we're still music. connected to Sophie, and it's her three-year-old. No, I, I, can, I can't, nothing, no, because that phone's not even connected to the, um, to the thing anymore. Um, I don't know, I, I can actually hear something, but I don't know where it's coming from. It's not coming from my computer, so unless it's coming from the background at your place, I don't know. Hmm. No, I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't know, is that all for today? Um, any, anything else, any other uh, pressing issues that uh, need to be need to be discussed no i think we've more than covered it we're uh <clears throat> we're coming up to the two hour mark so 
Um, yeah, I think we'll leave we've, it. Uh, we've probably probably said enough. We have. We, we've said it all. Um, I just want to thank once again Sophie um, for joining us. Yep. It gave us a great insight into the cheer squad. And, and, I mean, you know, think of the amount of work and effort and everything and the money that, that you know, and the time that these guys give to the club. And, uh, you know, they give a lot more than us um, rank-and-file <laughs> supporters that do, you know, that don't do any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, unsung uh, heroes. Yeah, so... Um, you know, kudos to, every, to 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 Sophie and the other guys in the D, Demon Army, and all you know, just even just the guys that sit behind the goals and cheer and hold up a flag or a pom pom. Or do they still have the floggers at the thing? I know they're not. Yeah, allowed they still to have, have the floggers. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's great. They they really um, they really do a lot, and I got to watch them first. You know, right on top of them this week. So um, they do a fantastic job. Um, so yeah, thanks Sophie for coming on and uh, giving us a little insight into uh, what goes on uh, on match day. So um, yeah, thank you very much uh, for joining us. And I know she had to run off and uh, deal with deal with a three year old, but um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on and uh, probably bringing in quite a f- number of listeners uh, from the Demon Army. And I hope yep. you can uh, come back and join us um, next week and every week. We are live every week uh, on Wednesday. Um, Probably in two weeks we might not be. Um, I'm still trying to figure that one out. I might be able to... I'm, I'm bringing my laptop. I might sneak a microphone in. I might be able to connect to you via Skype and get us uh, on the air. We might be able to even do a... If it's not live, then we might be able to do just a recorded podcast, maybe a shorter one, and, and just post it up there. But uh, if not, we might take a break for a week. Um, or two next week, I might get a special guest in. I'm trying to coax Whispering Jack out of retirement, um, out of radio retirement. So we'll see. He's proving to be elusive at he, the moment. He claims every week that he's going going out for dinner, and um, yeah, I've even asked him just to call in and say hi. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll get him on there. I'll, I might. I've told him he's he's committed to me for next week. So yeah, we might have a special guest next next week. Whispering Jack, uh, you'll get to hear the voice uh, of the poster, the one of our main writers on Demonland, and has been for the past seventeen years. So um, look forward to that. Um, yep. You can listen yep. to us every week. Demonland.com slash podcast. Join us for the live chats for our live programs. If you're listening to this, um, usually you can call in. I've got to find out what's happening with our phone line. I called back and I went straight to message bank. There are no settings in Skype that are saying it should do that. So yeah, might have to reinstall Skype. That's technology for you. All right. Thank you all for listening. Let's go out. Let's end the show with... Uh, Jack Watts. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know what I played uh, before the game? I played, uh, you know how the, 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 they do all the goals from the, from the game. I just was playing the audio from that. So. But, yeah, let's go with Jack Watts. Um, you can't go wrong with Jack Watts. It's worth Watts. another listen. Yeah, so, um, yeah, as we go out, have a listen to Jack Watts and um, relive the glory of the Queen's birthday match. Uh, my name is Andy. That was uh, Grape Viney as well. We'll see you. Well, Grape Viney won't see you next week, but I will. Uh, go Dees. 
Adams receives a hand pass. He loops it over the top. Didn't quite hit the target. Reprieve for Melbourne. Oscar McDonald, a little runner, up towards the southern wing. And Harms is first there. Watts running into space for him at half forward. Will run onto a nicely bouncing ball. Outside 50. Crosses 50. Has a bounce on tired legs. Closes to 30 and kicks the goal. And it looks as though the Demons have the Queen's birthday prize. Jack Watts, what a touch of synergy for Jack Watts. From 2009 to 2017, and today he might have got the Demons over the line. They lead by 11 points at the 28-minute mark. Would have a real chance. Adams receives a hand pass. Well, there it was. Um... And now we'll go out with our theme song. See you next week.